Hi, welcome to our podcast, Leadership Matters. I'm Kat, Chief Marketing Officer for Bandelli & Associates, a leadership advisory firm that is just so much more. Follow us along our journey toward discovering leaders in every capacity. Maybe it will inspire you to find the leader within yourself. Hi, Gabe. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Thank you. Welcome to my podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Um, not only are you a special guest, but you also happen to be my brother, which I'm very, very proud of. And I'm glad that you agreed to join me today. Thank you. Thank you. Um, as I introduce you, I want people to know that you are a former, you're a military vet. Yes. You have your master's in English. English literature, yes. English literature, pardon me. And you're also currently employed by the FAA as an air traffic controller. That is correct. So those are three, not military and FAA, get it, but the English literature, <laughs> where does that kind of fit in, you know? And um, if you want to introduce yourself, please, by all means. Sure, I'm Gabriel, and uh, as my sister said, and I'm a cancer, I like long walks on the beach. <laughs> No. Um, yeah, I forgot to add a comedian to the agenda. <laughs> you forgot that. I've also performed a wedding ceremony. I married my uh, my fr I married my friends. I did the ceremony. Oh, how nice! Oh, that's yeah. right. You're you're an ordained minister. Thanks to the internet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the internet makes anything possible these days. Yes. So tell me about like what led because the military you you weren't brought up a military brat no. right we had no one in our family as far as I know served in the military and you didn't join at a young age you were already an adult by yes I joined at uh, basically 23 almost 24 years old I was an older basic yeah, trainer yeah so what prompted that well that's a that's kind of a long story I'll try to do it as fast as I can so yeah. I got out of I got out of high school and actually I wasn't even gonna I wasn't even I, I like I had a relationship straight out of high school with uh, my, 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 my children's mother. And uh, so I was thinking about getting a job. And one of my friends said, no, you have to go to college. And he gave me, I remember he brought me the, the entrance form and I was like, ah, oh, what the heck, I'll, and then I just enrolled. So I, I knew I wanted to do something that I liked. So I, I, I chose to be an English teacher. So my bachelor's degree okay, so is- that was your, that was your um, first and foremost. You're like, all right, I'm gonna be an English teacher. Yeah, I'm going to be an English teacher, high school or secondary school. Not, I don't want to do with little kids. I want to do with middle school to high school kids. So I, I did that for a while. And while I did that, I was studying. I was also working because I had a, like I said, I had a relationship and I had kids young. My first kid, I had him at 19 and I was studying and I was working. And then, you know how life gets complicated. And uh, let's just say after about three or four years, in, I realized that the job that I had at the moment, I was making four times as much as I was going to make as a, as a teacher. So basically I was working. What was, the job you, what, what was the job you had at the moment? At that time I was, uh, I worked in hotel services. Okay. I was a bellman at that time. Okay. So, wow. so you're making more money. You're making more money. Four times at that time. Teachers in Puerto Rico made 18,000 a year. Yeah. The yes. cost of living is different, but not that drastic. Oh. Not that drastic. Yeah, but you you basically, when you become a teacher, you study to be poor. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're a professional, but you don't have money. Yeah, police officers at that time made more money. Accountants made more money. You know, any four-year degree paid more than teacher. Yeah. 
So, uh, so, I, so I found myself like, oh, I'm, I'm working for a pay cut. So I kind of like put college on hold for a while just to like take a step back and relax. And once again, life just happens. Then I broke up and then I met somebody that I really liked and I wanted to marry them. So I was like, I need to find a career. I need to find something and do something with myself. And uh, so I decided, you know what? I'm going to join the military. And I had a, I had a buddy that worked for me in, at the hotel. And I remember he had a heart to heart with me. And he told me, you know, I spent 20 years in the military. And uh, yeah, I, you know, I went, I did this. He was combat. He goes, all I know how to do now is pull a trigger. And, you know, like there's, I, I, if you're going to go into the military, he actually guided me into aviation, into air traffic control. Oh, so, so he, he, he led you away from like the combat side. Right. I was okay. thinking more computers when I went in. I was thinking more of like a computer. Yeah, I, I, I can see you being like a little nerdy. You know? Yeah. So, <laughs> but then he said air traffic control or pilot, but I'm not, afraid, I'm not fond of heights. So I said, no, 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 I'll do the, the air traffic control thing. And that's how I got into it. And luckily it was just one of those things. I went to basic training. I finished the school and it just so happens that when I got to my first tower, I actually enjoyed controlling traffic. So now was the purpose, what was one of the reasons of you for you joining the military to pay for school? Like, were you thinking this is a lifetime thing or I'm going to use this to get my way through college or? Uh, no, no, I, uh, I was never going to be a lifer. Uh, I used the military as a springboard. I needed, mm. I needed, uh, I set some goals. Cause that's that, that, that my son told me once like, damn man, dad, you have like 17 plans. And I go, yes. So I had a plan. Uh, I joined the military. I get the job as an air traffic control in the military. I had to give them five years. So okay. I give them five years of service and they returned me an air traffic controller. Uh, along the way, I realized I had a uh, school benefits, uh, education benefits, Medical, right? Medical benefits. So I didn't realize, you know, I didn't, I didn't do it with that intention. That was a happy byproduct. I did go with the purpose of getting myself a job as an air traffic controller. Okay. Okay. So that was the goal. And then everything else just kind of like the benefits kicked in. 9-11 happened right when I finished basic training in AIT. So everything kind of changed really quickly. But uh, yeah, so I did five years as an air traffic controller and two years as a reservist here in Puerto Rico. So now from there, okay, so you're an air traffic controller. You were stationed in Korea, correct? Right. I was in Alabama for two and a half years. Fun. And uh, when you include base AAT, you know, advanced individual training, I was in Alabama for about two and a half years, and I get sent to Korea. And uh, it's interesting because I did my first year in Korea. I did a tactical. Uh, what that means is I wasn't in a tower. I was like in a Humvee, and like you see in the TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was there for a year and it was time for me to leave. And I was going, I think, to Fort Hood, Texas, and they were going to Iraq. So I was like, oh, well, I guess it's my turn. You know, when you're in the military, that happens. I'm, I'm going to the, I'm going to Iraq. They called me because I was the only person with experience in the tower. And they said, listen, would you like to stay in Korea? We'll delete your orders and you can stay and you can work at the tower. So I was like, yeah, why not? You know, Korea was. Korea, Iraq. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, no, 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 I'll stay here. Don't worry. So I went to the tower. And uh, a year later after that, I had six months left and they were going to send me, I think, to Fort Benning, Georgia, and they were going to Afghanistan. So I was like, well, you know, I missed it out for a year. It's OK. I'll, I'll, I'll go around this time. Right. Our chief said, you can't go anywhere. We're at minimum manning. If you leave, we have to shut down the tower. So they deleted my orders again. So this is the second time. God, second time. you know. Thank God that you were. What I tell people is I really do believe that there was a bullet waiting for me over there. And God was just like, let's not, let's not send them there. So oh, I, okay. it's not that I did not want to go. I wanted to go, you know. You, start, you serve your country, like you're serving your country. Right. 
I wasn't dodging it. I was like, I was like, I was cool with it. Every time it came down, I was like, well, yep. That's after 9-11, we knew you're going to, you're going to do a tour over there. It was just, I just didn't, it ended up working out that I didn't have to do it. Oh, that's amazing. So actually from, from, from Korea was the only place where I could, I could actually leave the military. Everybody else is being held over. Holy wow. So now, okay. So now you have this military. So your intent is to work as an air traffic controller, but you're also, you also go back to school, correct? Right. So when I leave, uh, when I leave the military, it was like 2000, February, uh, it was like a December of 2005, early 2006. Uh, I come back and uh, I haven't been around my kids for a while. So I actually took a job as a teacher because of the credits that I already had. I got a, a what they call a uh, temporary license to teach. And mm -hmm. I taught at my kid's school. So while I was teaching at the kids' school and I was around them, I was also taking, I would leave school and then I'd go take classes in university to finish my uh, bachelor's degree. In English? In English. After serving in the military? Right. So okay. I came back and I worked as a teacher for a year. I was studying for that year and I was also look, actively looking for a job as an air traffic controller. No, oh, okay. Okay, I see. I see. So. so then after that whole year, that was 2006, I was a teacher all of 2006. In 2007, I get the call for the tower that I work at right now. So, but your passion, it's interesting that for me that you continue to pursue English while still wanting to, like, you it's like you have two passions now. Yes, it's, uh, I very much enjoy teaching. Uh, according to the people that have uh, supervised me, I, 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 had the, I had the chance of being, a, they said I was gonna be a really good teacher. Not every, everybody here speaks English in Puerto Rico, but they don't speak it fluently. And apparently I speak very fluently, so. Yeah, Whenever. I think I, I understand you. Yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, and I very, I, I did. I, I enjoyed teaching, and then uh, I kind of stopped studying again because I got the job as an air traffic controller. And once again, it's like I'm studying for a pay cut. You know, history repeats <laughs> itself. <laughs> but here's the thing. So I always believe in order to better yourself, you have to set goals, right? So I found myself like I plateaued, you know, I was at the job, uh, it's a union job. I'm not going to make more than that. I'm not going to make less than that. That's just, you know, there's no more. So I found myself after about a year or two, like with no challenges. And I just found myself, I need to do something. So I just said, you know what? I'm just going to finish my bachelor's degree. I'm, I'm, I was literally this close. I just got the job as an air traffic controller. So I didn't finish the, because uh, you have to do like six months of uh, internship. Okay. But I'm working full time, so I can't internship. So I, I just I finagled. And you have children going at the same in relationship and children, right? Relationship and children. So what I did was I, I I coordinated with my job. I took some time off. Some days I come in late, and I just did the six months of. Uh, I basically went to become a teacher again. I would be a teacher in the morning, and then go work at night, and I finished my uh, my my bachelor's degree. So what did you like after the military? I'm just curious. Like, what did that did you, what did, what's the most, what did you take away from that? Like the most valuable lesson you learned there as you transitioned into teaching? Like, what did you take with you that you're like, wow, this was really worth it because? Um, there was a couple things. Uh, discipline. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when you're in the military, you have to have a certain amount of discipline. Uh, inflection. I was uh, very mild mannered. I don't know if you remember before I joined the military. And for some reason, after joining the military, you kind of learn how to project your voice. And uh, like when we do cadences and runs, you have to protect your voice and, you know, sing one, you know, left, 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 right, or left. So you got to do that stuff. 
And uh, I've noticed that when I, when I started teaching, because of the way I was projecting my voice and the way, you know, I was, uh, I was confident about myself. That's the confidence that the military gave me. The children would listen. You know, if I say, hey, I need you to sit down, they would just whoop, sit down, you know. It's yeah, just... you've always kind of had that where people, I think I, the military may have played a part, but from what I recall, I remember you've always <laughs> had that kind of like, okay, I got your tone, check. <laughs> you've, had, you've always had the tone on point. So yeah, I'd say discipline and uh, how to project my voice. And Sorry. how about your like leadership skills? Like how would you describe yourself as a leader, you know, at so, that point in your life? Right, so I actually got a lot of opportunities to be, to be a leader. Uh, at one point when I was in Korea and on the tactical team, I was the tower chief. I was the guy in charge of training. I had to train people that were, and it's a, it's a tricky road because sometimes you're kind of training the guy with more rank than you. It's kind of a, it's an odd relationship because you, they have to do what you say, but at the same time, once they get rated, now they're your boss. So you have to walk that yeah. thin, a tightrope, you know, of we don't do it this way. It's like this, but you have to be nice about it. Because so, you're going to be my boss. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be my boss. So, but there is a way to, I've, I learned how to mitigate those situations. I'm, I've, I've, I've very much been my whole life in between, in between Puerto Rico, in between the States, in between here, in between there, languages, culture. So I kind of live in that in-between, never belonging yeah. anywhere. So I know I've, I've learned how to harness that to where- You even look in between, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people think I'm white. Some people know for a fact I'm Latin. Some people, I've been called uh, Arab, which is awesome when, when I was in Dominica. I guess it was a beard. Uh, I've been confused for a lot, you know, Brazilian, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I get that too. I get everything. No one, it's, it's yeah. fun. I, I like to play the game. It's a fun game to play. <laughs> Where are you from? Remember back in the day, they would just say, what are you? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. I know. I'm like, I don't know. Thick eyebrows. I don't know. Um, do you, so yeah. So now you're back in school, right? You're, you find your job um, at, as an air traffic controller. Yes. And now again, once again, you continuing your education. Right. So I remember I hit a plateau. So I got my uh, bachelor's degree and I'm like, well, at least I have a, I have, a, I have my degree now. And it's important for me because my kids are getting older and I wanted them to say, to see, see, look, I did it. You can do it. You, you have to do it. You know, I'm trying to set an example for them. Uh, but once again, after about two or three years, I'm just, once again, I, I hit this, like, I don't have any new challenges. What's I'm not challenging myself. So one of my buddies was take uh, the tower was taking a, a master's degree course and I'm like wait a minute I got education benefits I can I can do the master's degree so that's why maybe you want to do the master's degree so I decided twofold as a way to challenge yourself because I know I know you're like, you like right. to learn but as a way to challenge because that master's that's not easy that's not an easy thing no the, the classes are all right it's just towards the end when you're supposed to write eighty pages and you know of just and it's academic writing, which I'm going to be honest with you, I went through this whole thing. I did enjoy it, taking the classes, and I did enjoy uh, the conversations you have at the college level. But academic writing is so dry, <laughs> and I like to be humorous, and there's not a lot of wiggle room there. So I am glad I did it, but I just realized I did not enjoy academic writing. I'm not sure many people do. <laughs> no, it's very it's it's very dry and prolix. There's no and you're not there's no personality in that, right? Like you can't yeah. showcase your personality and and you have such fond pat you're so fond for words and books and so you just can't say uh, that's a bad situation. Well, according to this person and according to that and you know judging it by this, uh, it's a situation where you you just like oh it's so like verbose 
unnecessarily. I love, I love your words. Use as many words <laughs> as you like. I love your vocabulary. It's, uh, yeah, it's just too verbose. And it's just, it's, it's annoying. You know, you read a paragraph or three and you go, so you're saying it sucks. You can just say it succinctly. It sucked. But you can't do that in that academic <laughs> writing. Uh, uh, I did not enjoy it. You know, it works that way. So, you know, you go back, you get your master's. Now, through these, I know on a personal level, like at the trials and tribulations of growing up, like what's three life lessons you say that you've had to learn? Because there was a lot of growing up that you had to do without necessarily a mentor or a um, father figure or oh someone who you looked up to, whether it was a celebrity or an athlete. I know, like, what lessons would you say that you learned that you, A, would like to pass on to your children, B, are proud of, and C, would just give to anyone, like, do, like just don't do that or definitely right. do this. So the first thing is, uh, sometimes you have to learn how to say no. That's very difficult sometimes. You wanna, I, I want to try and please everybody, but sometimes when you try to please everyone, I've found out that you end up in, in your mission or in your, uh, in your journey to please everyone, you tend to piss everyone off and then you're the bad guy. Uh, and then it feels so bad because you wanted to please everyone, you just couldn't. And now you're the bad guy. So sometimes the first lesson is sometimes you have to say no. If, if you can't do it, if, there's, if it causes too many problems, then the answer is no. So yeah, you, you, you have to learn that one. Uh, another thing that I've had, I, I've, I've had to learn how to adult by myself and- uh, Explain that, that's, 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 that's very, very, very interesting. Right, so uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go in a roundabout way, but I'll give you an example. Like right now in school, they used to give home economics and they used to give courses. What they don't give are courses that you need for the real world. Mm -hmm. They don't teach you about taxes. They don't teach you about uh, your 401k. Like, I was in the military for five years and I had access to the TSP, which is a thrift savings program. It's a retirement fund. Uh, it's a 401k. It's basically a military style 401k. Uh, I learned about it like my last year there. And uh, had I known, I would have thrown in, you know, 10%. And, you know, when you do the math on that, I could have had Gosh, a couple. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they don't teach you about that. Credit cards. I've had my, my, my credit scores now in excellent. Okay. But it was a lot of trial and error. You know, there was one point where I had no credit, you know, mm -hmm. like not even the furniture store, but they would look at me and say, hey, do no. <laughs> Cash or you have nothing. Credit center is like negative. Negative, right. So these are important lessons that uh, I think people should learn. Schools should teach. And sometimes your parents, you know, they're, they're, they're none the wiser. And uh, you'd have it. So I've learned those lessons by myself and I've learned them and I pass it down to my kids. For instance, the credit card thing. Nobody ever told me that when you get a credit card, there's a 30% rule. So if you have this, just to keep it square and even, if you have a credit card that's a $1,000 limit, you want that credit card to be anywhere at two to $300, that's the most you can charge on it because it's 30% and that's fine. Right. But if you have your credit card and you spend $800 and you're like, ooh, I got my, and you start paying it off, you don't realize now that you have $800, your credit card utilization is at 80%. Yes. yes. Now it goes down. Then it works on that for every single card and it works like that on the micro and the macro. So if you have total $10,000 of credit, right? Mm -hmm. 
and you owe $5,000 of that, your credit goes down. Yeah, right. So right. the macro has to be under 30 and the, yeah. and the micro has to be under you 30. Tell, this is something you've never told me this, you know? Figuring out the hard way and you've had to figure out a lot of life. Like we've lived on our own, you know, from a young age, like separately. And uh, like you've managed to raise intelligent boys. You have, you know, all, boy, you have all boys. boys. You you own two homes, right? I've owned, yeah. You own two homes. You know, you put yourself through school. You know, we didn't have a silver spoon. No. We didn't have <laughs> access. We didn't have the same, um, <clears throat> how would I say it? Same opportunities as other people. But yet here you are, you know, with a career and education and a wife. Oh yeah, you know, who's who's a medical doctor and you know, or currently on that road to becoming a medical doctor. She is. She's already a medical doctor. She's gonna, yeah. She's she's doing surgery right now, but hopefully next year. Yeah, that's another thing. You know, when I got with my wife, she challenged me too because my wife. Uh, <laughs> it's. I'm uh, I'm humbled that you think I'm an overachiever. She has her journey. You should talk to her one day because her journey is even weirder. She got a bachelor's degree in aviation, man airport management, airport management. Uh, she has a master's degree. You, you know this already. She's a a, a board certified uh, industrial psychologist. Mm -hmm. uh, and then after that, she's like, you know what? I'm going to be a doctor. And she did it. <laughs> I'm just surrounded by like driven, goal-oriented people. Can you rub off on me a little bit? Like a little bit of like the excess? Because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm more like, for me, my personality is more like, like I should have been like a hippie. I kind of like go with the flow. <laughs> not, not that I don't have a tough work ethic because I really do have really good, strong work ethic because I've had to support myself since I was like, 15, 16 years old, but I feel like the drive that like the grit that takes to take what, you know, what it takes for you to get to where you have, like, I'm missing a little bit of that. You know, how are you, how do you self, like, do you wake up every morning and say, I'm going to write a positive affirmation. You know, I'm going to um, set my goal three months in advance, three years in advance. So what, uh, so, so just to, turn back the clock a little bit. That's what I'm doing for my kids now. I told, I've told Gabe about the TSP. I've told my, my son, he's going to join the Air Force now. Uh, I've told him about the, how to put money aside, the retirement and all that stuff. I've put credit cards that are very low under their names to build up their credit. These are things that my parents didn't do for me, but I'm able that's to do so for good. them. Great. I mean, that's so valuable. That's invaluable. It really, really yeah. is. And at least give them a head start. So when they start getting a job, they at least have really good credit. You know what I mean? So, oh, that's so that makes me so proud of you. Like, <laughs> thanks. So, uh, as for uh, here's the thing so I draw, I live, I bought a house before I got my job. I bought a house in, in Fajardo, right? The second house, the one that I live in with because the you live in Puerto Rico, you currently reside in Puerto Rico, right? So, I, I'm, I'm in Connecticut right now, I'll see you in a couple of days, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I live in I live in Puerto Rico, so I, I live in Fajardo, which is on the east coast, and I work in the metropolitan area, which is San Juan, so I have an hour drive every day. So when you do the math on that, I have two hours a day just driving in my car, 10 hours a week. That is my meditation time. Sometimes mm -hmm. I'll put on a podcast. Sometimes I'll just be driving for like 40 minutes. I'm just in my head. So that's kind of like my meditative state when I'm I driving. So that's when I decided. Books on, you know, books on tape is a great way to buy. You know. Yeah. And uh, podcasts. Oh, I love them. 
Um, so that's that's my time. So that's when I decide, like I, I, I'm kind of, a, I'm the type of person that at the end of the day, I'll kind of review the whole day in my head and see like, what did I do right? What did I do wrong? You know, and usually that drive back is one of those contemplative moments. So I use that, I try to use that time wisely. That's when I decide, you know, I'm not doing anything. I have to push myself. So like I said, it's all about um, setting goals. So I, I got my master's degree. Now I have two options. I could try to get a doctorate's degree. But the only problem with that is I don't like, I don't want to continue on with the literature in the university that I'm at in Puerto Rico because uh, it's more Caribbean oriented. And I'm, I'm just, I, I did it with the masters. I don't want to do it. So my, so my wife's about to, we're going to find out where we're going to head up, where we're going to end up. And if it's in New York area, if I do go for the doctors, I'm going to go for it in creative writing. Ooh, you can teach me a thing or two. All right. So I want to, I want to do, that's not, that's not a, that's not a, that's not a goal for right now. That's my goal for the next couple years, you know? Okay. So I'm going to, once I find out where I'm at, I'm going to start doing the research and see where I can start doing a, a, a doctor's degree in creative writing. So that's, that's in the long run. Yes. Short run. I have two goals that I want to achieve right now. I want to write a book and I want to write a children's book. I want to write a children's book. Oh my God. We have to talk about, we'll talk about this. I have a great idea, but I have one too. I mean, I don't know if you want to share it. We'll we'll talk about it on our time, on our time, because I think with this podcast, we have a few minutes left. Um, So I like making, making things rhyme. So I read somewhere that if you can make it rhyme, that it'll, 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 yeah. Okay. We'll talk later. All right. Yeah, we'll talk later. So, but then in, in, in the, I also want to write a book. I, I'm, I'm planning, uh, I like the superhero novel genre. Yeah. So, yeah you're totally nerdy. Got it. Yeah. So I, I'm writing a book about like superheroes. So that's my next goal. My next goal is I need to write this book. That's so funny. Oh my God. We have to, we have so much to catch up on because mm-hmm. we usually just discuss family matters, but this is so cool. I feel like I've learned so much more about you <laughs> and I've known you my entire life. All right. So usually when I wrap up, I like to do a little like speed rapid fire questions, you know? So, I mean, it's not just first thing that comes to mind, shoe. And some of them, if you want to like give a little reason why, but most of them don't need it. Don't need the explanation. Okay. So we'll start Netflix or Hulu. Oh, so, (laughs) oh my God. You know what? It's Sophie's choice <laughs> because Hulu has what's going on now on television and Netflix has series that you can just like binge. So listen, you have to pick one. So I have to pick one. Well, I'm going to pick Netflix because eventually what's on Hulu might end up on Netflix. I don't think so. I pick Hulu, by the way. Um, AM or PM? PM. PM. <laughs> I hate waking up in the morning until I've had my coffee. I'm a grumpy <laughs> Last good movie you watched? Oh, uh, I've seen a couple. I just saw a documentary on Robin Williams. It wasn't that great, but it, I just I just love the man. But the last great movie that I said, man, this is a really good movie. And I thought it was underrated. And it has two of my favorite people in it, Pete Davidson and uh King of New York. Uh, Bill Burr. Uh yeah, the 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 the, the King of Long Island. Uh yeah, Staten Island, Staten Island. The King of Staten Island with uh, I didn't watch that. I had no desire to. That's it so is funny. so funny. It's weirdly funny. It's like my sense of humor. So I like it. Oh, got it. Okay. Um, sweet or salty? Salty. Um, concerts or Broadway? Ooh, 
So because of my literature background, I have to say Broadway, you got to enjoy the, mm, uh, the, gotcha, enjoy the gotcha. What is the best advice someone has given you that you've taken, that you've, best advice someone's given you? Oh, wow. The best advice besides the billionaire traffic controller. Uh, it's, I don't think it's, it's advice that I give, to be honest with you. And I've just, it, I've come up, I've come to it because of a conglomeration of experiences. But I have a saying that I always say, which is the only thing you have to do in life is die. Everything else is optional. Mm. So there's that. And the second one is don't take yourself so seriously. I mean, you're, you're not that cool. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. and one person, yeah, one person's cool is another person's, ugh. you know what I mean? So People take themselves so seriously. It's like, no, I drive this kind of car and I only buy clothes here. And I'm like, oh my God. You're like, yeah, it's not that, it's not that serious. It's not that serious, you know? Now, what's the worst advice someone's given you? Oh, the worst <laughs> advice. Hey, go talk to your, go talk to that girl. No. <laughs> <laughs> the worst advice. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm gonna, give me two seconds. I, I'll come up with something. Um, we can go back to that one if you want. Drinking. Somebody, you know, whenever there's like a drinking story, like, <laughs> dude, we should do shots, you know, or let's <laughs> yeah. play a drinking game. I always regret it the next day. Yeah, no, not a good idea. Okay. Um, what is your favorite holiday? Oh, nice. Um, Thanksgiving. I, I really enjoy when I get together, the sitting down, the camaraderie of just eating and hanging out, eating yeah. turkey, and the fact that it's like traditional. I like so, traditional. Oh, that's cute. Uh, what's your biggest fear? Failure. Uh, Is it, it, really? has always, it has always, my, my biggest fear in life has always been failure. Yeah. The, reason I, the reason I passed basic training, because uh, there were times when it was difficult for me, but the reason why uh, is because I refused to fail, because I, I, I couldn't imagine myself going back home as a failure. So that's, that was the motivation oh. that kept me uh, moving forward. I didn't want my kids to be uh, ashamed of me. Oh my so. goodness, that's so touching. Oh, no, that's a good one. Um, favorite genre of music? Oh, uh, definitely uh, grunge, rock, uh, 80s, you know, like a flagpole sitter, uh, <laughs> anything by, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Offspring. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I just remember listening to like, Collins with you and yeah, we, Green Day. Fire, we didn't start the fire and you know like all those kind of songs with you so I recall that um cats or dogs oh you know I'm gonna say dogs uh I want to I want a pug just because I want to buy a t-shirt that says pug life <laughs> I just got the tattoo and I wear it every time I uh, tattoo on your story. okay <laughs> um New York or New Jersey Ooh, I have very fond memories of New Jersey. Uh, I, I I went to high school there. I made so many great friends, but there's just something about New York that's magical. Like when I think, when I, cause another thing that I like to do is, I don't know if you know, I, I do stand up comedy and I'll, I'll do open mics and I hit it and I try to, you know, perform. And when I think stand up comedy, when I think the great, you know, like Bill Burr and people that have been there, it's, it's New York. But, but, but you know what? I'd live in New Jersey and then just hang out in New York. <laughs> well, that has to be one or the other. All right, let's see. Um, now, therapy, yay or nay? Yay, definitely. I think it gets a bad rap. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think uh, 
especially now that I, like I'm on TikTok also I make jokes on TikTok yeah, I know you're TikTok <laughs> famous you're a TikTok celebrity uh, not that much but not that but especially now with TikTok and social media and people opening up and sharing their stories and you look at their profiles and you know it'll say you know on the autistic uh, spectrum and people just it's it's more open now so the stigma yeah. of uh of mental health is uh it's, it's not as it's not as much as in the movie grew up you know i love i love that it's more you know it's there's more because there's such a negative connotation attached to it and i love that if yeah. people are being more open and and then you realize like people are actually accepting and it. it's okay and the fears like it's amazing i, I love i yeah, we all get, i get panic attacks sometimes yeah basically me too me too all right okay what is your favorite book oh that's that is a tough one. Tough, tough one. But I'm going to tell you something. Uh, right now, uh, I just read, uh, I'm a, I just read, uh, oh my God, American Gods. Okay. It's different from the series. It's really good. Uh, in that superhero genre, genre, there's a book that I just read. It's called, I'm rereading it now. It's called Confessions of a D-List Superhero. Oh, so much fun. <laughs> but here's the book that's going to surprise you. L. Ron Hubbard, before he created a religion or during, he wrote a book called Battlefield Earth. Now, this book got a movie. The movie covers 40% of the book. And of that 40%, it only gets about 30% accurate. So what you saw, what you saw up there was not the book. This book is a thousand, like 10 pages. Mm -hmm. I couldn't put it down. Wow. It starts off like uh, it starts off Earth against aliens, and then just in the middle, it makes a right turn, and you're like, "What?" The final <laughs> battle. The final battle. Five hundred. We, we, we have we don't have a lot of time left. We don't have a lot of All time right. left. All right. So now, book or movie? Uh, I'm the book. Kirk that's in the movies going. It didn't happen like that in the book. Yeah, yeah. I'm this. Me too. Me too. Okay. <laughs> Horror or sci-fi? Sci-fi. Okay. Now, my last question, if you had to describe yourself using one word or one complete sentence, shoot, go, what would you do? Which, what word would you use or what sentence would you use? One word is hard. I'm gonna say loving hard ass, uh, if I had to choose, because <laughs> I can be a jerk, but it's, it comes from a good place. Uh, so a loving no, hard ass. I think you, I think you, you you are a good place. You know, you're uh, to me, your home. To me, your home. So I'm going to say uh, determined. One love word. That. I love that one. I love that one. All right, Gabe, our time is up. I wish I could talk to you all. I, I, I want to do another one, you know? Like, I think <laughs> I'm going to do a podcast just to be like, to have like, and it's going to be called Conversations with My Brother. <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, we could just, idea. Uh, No one steal it, by the way. <laughs> but we should do that. We can shoot the breeze. Yeah, yeah. We can just That'd pick it. That's so cool. Actually, that's not bad. We'll talk about that. In yeah, well, we'll that. talk about that one too. We'll pick a random topic out of a hat and then just yeah, boom, not, riff on that. Let's not give anybody our ideas. All oh, right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for today. It meant so much to me. I really oh, appreciate it. You had really great answers to everything. Even though, even though the speed round wasn't super speedy, but that was, <laughs> that was like one of my favorite parts. Yeah. <laughs> um, hopefully I'll get to see you this week and take care. Definitely. We'll talk soon. I'll talk to you All after right. this. Love you. I love you. Bye. Bye.